Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott joining you. This is Oilers Now. The Edmonton Oilers on a five-game winning streak. They've won 11 of their last 13 games. Shut her down last night against the Vancouver Canucks. Mike Smith, Steller, he makes 32 saves. Second shutout in seven starts this year. And uh, the orders are going pretty good. Suffice to say. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. First half hour of the show. We'll recap last night's encounter. We will uh, get to our top story and uh, into our Oilers Now audio vault. We'll also have John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, make an appearance. 12.35 today from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot Friedman. 105 for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec. 135 today. General manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, a prohibitive favorite this year in the Alberta division of the Western Hockey League, which drops the puck tonight. Edmonton hosting Lethbridge. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. The number is 780-496-0063. The River Cree has multiple Dream Catcher Spawn Stay packages available for booking now. Call 1-844-425-2733 or visit rivercreeresort.com backslash stay. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors currently renovating. Come see what's on sale now at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue or at ashleyfinefloors.com. Let's get right into it. Five straight victories for the Edmonton Oilers. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Pay no overtime rates in their 24-7 service repairs. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers have now won 11 of their last 13 games. What a difference four weeks makes. Four weeks ago, we had text in the show, including uh, undoubtedly probably a guy who is a uh, Oilers troll who texts us to say, I hope Connor McDavid asks for a trade out of Edmonton. You guys suck. Uh, the Oilers suck. And uh, 
I, I hope that uh, ultimately end up losing them. That, well, seriously, we got texts. I, I, you know, I thought uh, that we might see, uh, you know, hey, maybe I jumped to the gun a little bit quickly here. And I'm not going to suggest to you that the Oilers are going to go 11-2 and in every 13-game run during the course of the season. But clearly, the tide has turned. As we go to our Oilers now, audio vault for direct workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com to our audio recap of last night's game with Cam Moon. Oilers will try to make it five in a row. They're on the road. They're in Vancouver. Short and a breakaway. Sutter in the backhand. Great save by Smith. The rebound just whipped wide of the net. Here's Dreisaitl. Left wing to McDavid. He'll go on goal. And the save made by Demko. He'll hold on. Barry. Left side. Nugent Hopkins. Side of the net. Chase on scores. Alex Chase on jams it in at the side of the net. And the Oilers are up. one nothing. Dreisaitl. Seidel looks in front of the net, shoots it, pad safe, rebound, scores! Pugliarvi jammed it in at the side of the net, and the Oilers are up 2 nothing. Well, you got to love it if you're the Oilers. Yes, the Pugliarvi doesn't get a lot of time, but uh, he made a count there. Just a jam play down low. The Oilers improved to two for four on the power play. And if you're an Oilers fan and you stuck it out with Yes, Pugliarvi, you've been rewarded so far. Getting it to the line and out. Here comes McDavid. He's got the empty net. McDavid will come in, shoots, and scores. And the Oilers up 3 nothing with the empty net goal. Edmonton gets the win. Dave Tippett after the 3-0 victory. Mike Smith, obviously, stellar, out-dueled. Very good Thatcher Demko. The analytics would suggest that Vancouver maybe had a little bit more of the play. There's no question who had the better grade-A scoring opportunities. The Canucks didn't get one in the third. Dave Tippett's thoughts on the 3-0 win. Special teams are the difference in the game. It, uh, our PK did an excellent job. You know, Schmidt uh, made some huge saves for us, but the PK, um, you know, they were doing whatever it took to keep it out of our net. Our PP got a couple of big goals, kind of hard scoring goals around the front of the net, which was good to see. And, um, you know, it was a uh, first period, I thought it was fast paced period. Second period, the, the back half of the second period, we got sloppy turned some pucks over and uh, gave them some momentum, but I really liked the way we came out and played in the third. We played a real solid third and and were able to push the lead along and uh, get another two points. Dave Tippett adds uh, these thoughts on maintaining the good vibe moving forward. We got a long way to go here yet. You know, we're uh, we're I like I like the strides that our team is taking, and uh, you know, Schmidty's come in and, and give us a little boost. But our goaltending has been real solid. But we got uh, you know, I look at I look at what Ken did over the summer, adding some depth for us, and just. Uh, especially this year where it's kind of you know it's a unique year that depth has come in real handy and we've got our top players are very motivated and it's kind of it's trickling down right through the whole group so it's uh it's a good team effort i I like the the attitude of our guys right now everybody's trying to do the right things to win and uh and on the next part of that is you do the right things to win consistently and then you give yourself a better chance and that's we're doing a lot of those things right now that we have to we have to learn to continue to do them consistently if we're going to become a real contending team. No question Mike Smith has been on a roll since returning into Edmonton's lineup. He's got two shutouts and seven starts this year. He's been stellar, and he was excellent in the first two periods. Again, Edmonton shut it down. 
he had this to say following the game in terms of uh, you know his play since coming back in. I'm just taking it one game at a time. To be honest, I think it's uh, well for this group. I feel like we've done a lot of good things this year to put us in a good spot right now, and I don't want that to to slide away because of goaltending. So I think it's just uh, it's a mission I'm on, and Miko's played well when I was out. So I think it's just nice to for him to get kind of a break and and. For me to get in there and, and feel like I'm playing real well for the team, and and uh, obviously the way we're playing is you know makes it a lot easier on the goalie too. So I think we're just we're learning learning to win different ways, and that's that's huge for confidence and huge for you know pushing the season along and, and getting us important points right now. How many of you? And I'm going to get you to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Realistically, how many of you are sitting going? Really? Mike Smith is 6-0 and to start the season? I remember the Oilers signed him October the 10th. It was a Saturday. They'd signed Tyson Berry in the morning, who, by the way, is currently second in NHL defense scoring. But Edmonton signed Tyson Berry in the morning. And then a little bit later on, like an hour later, ended up uh, confirming the one-year deal on Smith. I, I recall what it was like on the Twitter verse, to paraphrase Pichirelli, and uh, even on my own cell phone, guys texting, you know, season seat holders, that sort of thing, uh, guys that know hockey, know sports. I, I would suggest that Smith has exceeded expectations to date, to say the least. I mean, come on. Um, which is not to say it's going to sustain itself, but Never bet against a guy that's a good athlete. He's a good athlete. He's in unbelievable shape. Uh, he's competitive. Maybe, and I'm going to, I'll give you the organization. So when the season started, I had somebody call me from a team that's really good and said, Bob, the biggest mistake people make in our business is they over-evaluate what occurred in the bubble. They over-evaluate what occurred in the bubble. And uh, you know what? You can't do that because it was so foreign to everybody. And in Edmonton's case, they, you know, had a tough first start for Mike Smith. He gave away a goal, lost the game against Chicago, turned around, pounded Chicago in the second game, outshot Chicago in the third and fourth games with Koskinen starting. Chicago was one goal better. And uh, Smith's had something to prove. He's been terrific. Once Edmonton got Smith back, they've been a different team. They've been 11-2 and two in the 13 games since, uh, well, it's, it was pretty impressive. By the way, Connor McDavid has 26 points in those 13 games. Brendan Escott, give me your thoughts on what we're seeing. Oh man, it's it's a ride, uh, a confidence wave. Obviously, I mean, that's a word that we're starting to get real familiar with here, and I think it's something that we could always see was untapped within the raw talent of this group. And guess what? They've got between the maturation of the players that were already there and the guys that are helping elevate, uh, you know, in terms of the veteran insulators. I not only just the production of of McDavid and Drysaitel, but obviously, you know, with the play of the bottom six and and there just seems to be a different kind of energy, Bob. The forecheck that I thought was completely unsustainable looks like it's sustainable. Pugliarvi's a big part of that, you know. The Caroline, of course, is a big part of that. So um, what is taking me by the surprise by surprise most is, is how consistent they've looked over this, you know, 10, 12 game stretch here. Well, again, I, I think all along we wanted to see what could happen if they had the, the two goaltenders healthy. 
and how Dave Tippett would ultimately deploy the two goaltenders. Obviously, Mike Smith is not going to continue at a 940 save percentage all year. We know that. But as it stands right now, Dave Tippett has two guys that can start for you and are playing okay. And that helps because Koskinen's played better since Smith has come back as well, and it gives Koskinen practice time. The defense transitions the puck far better than it used to. Ethan Bear jumped back in to the lineup last night. We're going to go back in the Oilers now, Audio Vault for direct workwear. And Bear had these comments on returning to a hot Oilers team. Uh, yeah, everyone's playing well. Um, you know, we're, uh, I think everyone's playing a 200 foot game. We're really, we're really, uh, coming together as a team. And, uh, you know, it's uh, no better time to, to jump back into the group right now. Uh, yeah, and so they get a different dimension with Bear back in there, who last year was no worse than Edmonton's second-best defenseman. That's an important guy uh, into the lineup. They went 11-7 and last night. I'm not sure they'll necessarily do that against the Maple Leafs Saturday. And we get three in a row coming up against Toronto. I guess we know where we're, we're going to stand here a bit. But uh, there's several different factors. I'm going to talk about this a bit with John Shannon and with Mark Spector coming up on today's show. Just, uh, you know what? You talk about inclusiveness in this day and age, and good coaches include everybody in the process. And Dave Tippett, by my count, currently has 11 of 12 forwards involved in special teams, and the special teams have spiked up here of late. Uh, just to put things in perspective on those special teams, they've killed off 30 of the last 34 shorthanded situations, and Edmonton's at 36% on the power play over the last 13 games. So... Forwards have a role. He wants four penalty killers on defense, a couple different options on the power play. So everybody's kind of got something to do outside of their 5v5 play. And uh, and you know he's going to mix and match with the, uh, the goaltenders as the season goes on. Good things happening. 12-19 in Edmonton. Back in one minute's time, we will hook up for Legacy Heating and Cooling with John Shannon. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Shed. We're holding out hope, that's all I can tell you, for next season. As we go to our NHL insider, John Shannon, at 12.21 for Legacy Heating and Cooling with no payments and no interest for one year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Back-to-back sweeps of Calgary and Vancouver. The Oilers building a little bit of separation, but are we looking at this John Shannon the wrong way? Do the Oilers have the wherewithal to potentially compete for top spot in the North Division? Yes, they do. What do you? You're saying should they make a trade? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying they've got. Look, they've got so many extra bodies right now. That's the other thing that's happened here is when guys have come out, they've been a lot hungrier when they've got back in. And I, I mean, at some point, Turris is going to get back in the lineup. And I know he's been a little bit nicked up of late, but it wasn't all just uh, you know a minor injury. It was a little bit performance based. They're going to have some guys that are. Uh, I don't know if they need to make a trade, but I'm. Well, I guess what I'm saying to you is, you know, maybe a week ago we're thinking, well, this is a great opportunity to build some separation between Calgary and Vancouver. Well, they yeah. took that. Now they got Toronto coming to town. They got a. They got a chance. I think realistically, I'll ask the listeners to text us. Can the Edmonton Oilers win the North Division? I don't. I'm not sure. Some people thought that when the team started the year three and six. No, I, 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 I certainly when they started three and six, uh, you, you didn't think that. Uh, at the same time, uh, I think when you look at the compacted schedule, Bob, I mean games almost every second night between now and, and May, 
8th when the season ends, May 10th actually now, um, you, you, you're going to run into more injuries. You're, yeah. you're, going, you're going to have that, and, and, which is one of the reasons why the taxi squad was invented for this very reason. Um, you know, this is just a positive downhill event for the Edmonton Oilers. There's going to be some adversity. There will be adversity. There's going to be adversity for everybody. I mean, the Maple Leafs are coming to town, and they can't really say whether Austin Matthews is going to play tomorrow. Right. And I, I think that uh, I think that you, when you look at adversity, uh, you never know what, when it's coming and how it's coming. So, you know, to have a plethora of bodies, to have hungry bodies around, is a really good thing, and they should take advantage of it. Well, and again, let's not be naive. There's lots of guys that are hurting. Some guys can just play with injury. I mean, which is not. And I'm not being dismissive of Austin Matthews. He's a terrific player. Uh, I mean, Leon Dreisettle has missed some practices. He never misses practices. But yep. he's from the Jason Smith School. To paraphrase uh, Robin Brownlee, it was Jason, you know, who coined the phrase, Jason Smith has the pain threshold of a cadaver. Well, Leon Dreisettle is a guy who fights through injury and plays. And so, but it, there's lots of players on, on teams around the league that are injured. Sure. Let me ask you this, John. I, I felt comfortable in saying I thought. Edmonton was like an eight through sixteen team in the league, sort of in like not not an elite eight, you know what I mean, but sort of eight through sixteen, and it's challenging because the divisions aren't playing each other. Have I set the standard? Like, are they uh, a top eight team in the league, realistically speaking? Well, if you go through the divisions um, and you say so, Toronto, and let's let's leave the Oilers out of it for now. Toronto is an elite team. Yes. Tampa is an elite team. Boston is an elite team. Vegas is an elite team. I I don't think there are any more than that a number of elite teams in the National Hockey League. I think that there's that first Colorado. Well, not the way they're playing right now. Yeah. I mean, on paper they are, but not the way they're playing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so all of a sudden there's the, there's maybe four or five teams in that elite group, and then there's another four or five teams in that second group, and I put the Oilers in that group right now. I think I, if you told me that they were a top ten team in the National Hockey League, I would probably buy that. Yeah, well, they're leading the NHL in uh, goals right now. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the anomaly of the Northern Division, though, to me, Bob, is so strange. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, how, how many can he, I mean, tomorrow night, if, 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 and I don't have the, the uh, scoring leaders in front of me, but don't they have the top four scoring leaders in, in tomorrow night at, at, at Rogers Place? Yeah, Kane is tied with... Uh, and Patrick Kane's number five. That's right, right. yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so uh, I mean, so so is the goal scoring and the offensive prowess of the Northern Division is that an anomaly or is that just how powerful those teams yeah. are? I don't I don't think nobody knows that, we're, and we're we're only going to find that out, you know, when we get down to four teams in in the middle of May or the middle of June. Even then, it's going to be. I mean, I mean, theoretically, do we, which uh, division does the North play? Do we know yet? It's all by points. It's all by points. It's all by points. You know, and, and when point, I quoted point, the... Point, points, by the way, points or winning percentage if not every team plays Cause, 56. Because I think both you and me think there's a chance, uh, Knockwood, that the Canadian teams might play 56. But it's going to be... I mean, how does Dallas get to 56 games right now? Well, right now there's a, there's a real belief that they can do it. They're, you know, the NHL is... 
You know, the Rubik's Cube uh, approach has uh, seemed to be doing okay for Steve Hatsopetros, who's the schedule maker in the league. And, um, you know, they're still, they still have their fingers crossed that they can get to 56. Some quick hitters for you, John. Were you surprised at the Canadians' decision to, uh, Canadians decision, decision to fire uh, Curtis Lucision? No. Uh, <laughs> Dom Lucision? No. Uh, the Canadians' decision to fire uh, not one but two coaches. Not just Claude Julien, but also Kirk Muller as well. Yeah, I was, but I obviously, you know, there's some, uh, there, there's an underlying story that I don't think we'll ever hear just the way the, the world works right now and the, how yep. the players are separated from us. And when you hear Shea Weber's comments earlier in the week, you have to wonder how much Mark Bergevin talked to Carey Price, talked to Shea Weber about what was going on in the room and, and what needed to happen. And, you know, by the way, you know, they, they, everybody always talks about how teams look better for a couple of games. Well, they looked better for a half a period last night, and then they reverted back to uh, to to what the what a team uh, who is in disarray is all about. So things things do not look very good in Montreal. You know, John. One day somebody's going to take the time to do like a report, a statistical analysis on when really good goaltenders have bad three or four week stretches. And the propensity of coaches to get fired when that occurs, because it's remarkable how that happens. <laughs> You're probably right. One of the rare times I am. Now, I know you have an appreciation for the broadcast industry, so I want to, uh, and, and I don't know if you've ever met Bob Ridley. Um, he has done the play-by-play of the Medicine Hat Tigers since 1970. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, which is the Tigers' second game of the season, he will broadcast game number 4,000. John, that's a career, isn't it? It is, and uh, I'll tell you, just to to put it in perspective, Kelly Rudy, who uh, I hired at Hockey Night in Canada in 1995 or 96, uh, in the first hockey day in Canada, said, I want to do a feature on Bob Ridley. And we did, and Kelly did a Kelly did a feature on Bob Ridley. This was back in 2000. This was 20 years ago, Bob, at which point we thought he was... A great story, and to imagine that it's carried on for twenty more years is absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to go down the Gene Principe school here. Given that Bob was the team bus driver as well, he truly has been in for the long haul, John. You know, you you drive a tough bargain there, Bob. There you go. Great stuff. We'll talk on Monday, okay? Yes, sir. That is John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. We're going to have a little bit of fun coming up at 12.35. Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers will join us, but not before. We head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.